All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Until then, adios. You are experiencing conversations from the dark side. Please stand by. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this, the inaugural edition of Conversations from the Dark Side. My name is Amigo Aaron. I am your MC for this evening, joined as always by my comrade, my co-conspirator, and my partner in crime, John Bodefkarshaller. Good evening, everyone. I'm doing just fine. Outstanding. So this is a little bit outside of our normal path this evening as we kick off uh, a show that veers to the far left and right of our usual fare. You know, uh, here in West Virginia, the leaves are becoming a little more orange. The sky's a little darker. There's a chill in the air. October's here. And you know what that means. It's Halloween season. And so we decided that this would be a great time to hop online and try something a little bit different, a little bit more strange, unusual, macabre, if you will. And so we are kicking off Conversations from the Dark Side. Now, what is this show? Well, really, this is a show for you, the listeners and viewers, to chime in. We want to hear from you. We are merely conduits through which your voice flows. And you will have a chance to call in and speak with us every week on a different topic. Uh, and the easiest way to do that is, you see a at the bottom of the screen a web address. This is a address that will take you directly to a Discord room. When you go to that room, you will be there with some friends, and it is like being in a classroom. When you're t when you want to speak, you raise your hand, and Boat, who is manning the controls will pick you out of the crowd, bring you up on the stage with me and Boat, and you will be speaking with us live on the air. And when you're done, you can hop out and hang back and finish watching us on Twitch. It's that simple, Boat. What do you think? Let's get it started, man. And, and if you're currently in the audience, don't wait for nobody else to be raising their hand. When you raise your hand, you will be part of the queue. And uh, and so if, if you want to speak, when you enter the room, just raise your hand and you'll automatically get in the line. Beautiful. Now, this week's topic, we figured we'd start off with a softball boat. The topic, what's the strangest thing you've ever seen? The strangest thing you've ever seen. We will take anyone on that topic. Raise your hand now. We will let you in. And I believe, Boat, do we have our first visitor tonight? We do. We have our first visitor. Hello, caller. Who are you, and uh, where are you calling from? Hey, everybody. First-time listener, first-time caller to the Conversations from the Dark Side All show. Right, I'm calling in from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Very uh, good. This is, um, uh, you know, I'm very excited about your show because I have been a fan of Unexplained and Paranormal my whole life. Uh, when I was a kid... I used to go to the school library and the librarian would call me Agent 001 because <laughs> in the uh, Dewey Decimal System, 001 is where the books about Bermuda Triangle and UFOs and Bigfoot, everything I checked out was from uh, the, the 001. And, yes. and 
Uh, I, I used to read these books incessantly, and I remember I took them home, and my dad saw me reading these books. I had a, at that time I had a book about ghosts, and my dad said, "Let me tell you something. If you ever see a ghost, don't run away from it. Run towards it, and <laughs> because you got to know, you got to know what these things are. Don't you know? If you see, I mean, I can't think of anything better than death by Bigfoot." Like that, I mean, because for the, those last few seconds, you would know. You would know what has happened, you know. So uh, I just want to set this up by saying that uh, I, I've been into this stuff my whole life. Um, for, for my honeymoon, we took a cruise specifically east of Florida so that we could go through the Bermuda Triangle <laughs> to do that. Uh, I have been to uh, Lake uh, Champlain, which is up in the uh, Anirondack uh, Mountains of New York, because they have supposedly a sea monster there called Champ. Yes, uh, I did not did not see Champ, but I sat there and, and watched. You know, and I've been to the uh, my uncle lives in the uh, Kaimichi Mountains in Oklahoma, which is uh, one of the biggest hotspots for Bigfoot sightings. Uh, Oklahoma is ninth in the country or Bigfoot sightings, but per capita, Oklahoma is number one for Bigfoot sightings. How so, much woods do you have out there? I always thought of Oklahoma as sort of flat and sort of like crop laden. I didn't think of you guys having a bunch of woods out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it would, I mean, if they didn't mow it down, I think it would all be woods. Oh, I mean, I it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's woods everywhere. Sure, yeah. I thought it was like plains, you know, that's, I guess Kansas uh, well, is more like that than Oklahoma. There's plenty of, there's plenty of that, too, I'm yeah. not going to lie, but, um, uh, but I'm going to tell you a story here in a minute about UFOs. Uh, but I want to tell you this. I have been to, uh, Mount Rainier in uh, Washington state. Mount Rainier was, uh, the first official sighting. That was the, the UFO sighting that was reported by Kenneth Arnold, who told reporters that he saw flying objects that were unidentified, which is where the term comes from. And, uh, he described them as saucers skipping over water. And so that is where the term flying saucers came from. So I've been to Mount Rainier. I went when there was a that big uh, Gulf Breeze uh, UFO flap in Florida. I went to Gulf Breeze. I stood outside hoping to see a UFO. Uh, of course, I've been to the International UFO Museum in Roswell and done all that stuff. And, and my wife and I even went to... Uh, we got these pretty sketchy instructions on where Area 51 was, and we drove out uh, miles and miles outside through the desert until we got to a sign, and I'm paraphrasing this, that said, uh, basically, at this point, if you cross this line, you can be arrested or fined or shot. <laughs> and so we we did not go to Area 51, <laughs> but we did. We went to wherever that line was. Close enough, uh, that, right? That we were not supposed to cross, but... Uh, a lot of my interest in, in UFOs and all this stuff goes all the way back to the summer. And I believe this was the summer of 1981. And the year I was born. 1981. I was uh, uh, eight, <laughs> nine, maybe, depending on, you know, I guess I was eight. Hadn't had my birthday yet. And uh, my, the neighborhood I grew up in, everybody, like all the houses are on half acre lots. And then there are a lot of them, there were half acres in between the houses. So there was lots of fields to where we would go out and play football and, and uh, uh, you know, just play sports and play games. And one of the things we would do when it was almost uh, starting to get dark is we would go out and we would play 
hide and seek or ghost in the graveyard, all these kinds of games where you would just, all the kids in the neighborhood would show up and you'd run around and hide, you know? And so we were, we were outside and everybody was hiding. Like one person was looking for us and there's, you know, a couple dozen kids and uh, all different ages too, you know, uh, just hiding in our spots. And I was hiding like in between this building and a fence, like a, an outbuilding, you know, and I was squeezed up in there and I couldn't see anything around me. You know, it's just kind of dark, but all I could see is this little sliver of sky. And as I looked up, I saw the strangest thing. It was something in the sky and there were lights rotating around it. And, and by the way that the lights were moving, you could tell that it was round, whatever it was. It wasn't like, you know, uh, a blimp. It wasn't like a plane. It was because it was moving really slowly, you know, and these lights are just going around and around it. And the way that I remember it, and it, this may be my mind playing tricks, but the way that I remember it is that it was almost like a movie scene that every kid just slowly started coming out of their hiding spots and, and walking out, like the game, all of a sudden, nobody wanted to play the game because everybody saw this thing. And we all started walking, you know, like everybody just came out and started walking out into the open to, to look at this thing. And the way that it was coming was towards this, you know, across a field. I mean, it was way up in the air, but it was coming over a field. And some of the kids that were out there started running, you know, and I remember not running away from it, but running towards it, like running <laughs> towards that field and just remembering what my dad had said. Like, I got to know, like, is this a, you have like, you know, I mean, this is after close encounters and, and things. And, and, you know, if this thing was going to take me up, like I, I got to know, you know, and I remember everybody else was standing back and I had just run out, you know, and this thing got closer and closer. And as it kind of started to come overhead, those lights kind of shifted into letters. Mm -hmm. And as it came over further, it appeared to be some sort of round LED advertising sign attached to the bottom of a helicopter. And as it flew over, I distinctly remember it said, eat Campbell's soup. <laughs> <laughs> and... I've never been more disappointed in my life. I thought for sure that was it, that they were going to take me up and that I was going to be like some kid in a movie where I, you know, went on space adventures and stuff. And all the other kids were making fun of me. They were like, oh, he thought he was going to space. He was going to go be with the Star Wars friends. And I was like, you know, uh, you know, you, you, you shouldn't feel too bad. I'll tell you why. Because I, I had a similar thing happen. Me and Teresa were driving down the interstate, and we saw flashing lights circling around the parking lot that was beside a place down here called Liberty Square. And people were pulling off the road and looking at this and pointing up, you know. And, we were, and you know, we were like, now's our chance. So we pulled off the interstate, went over to look at this thing. We're all gawking at it. And it's we're like, it's so close. It's so close. 
And then it finally came out of the sky, and it was an it was an inflatable remote controlled Spider Man. <laughs> so, and I, I was an adult. I feel like that's something that's something aliens might send. To yeah. Send a message. They were like, "This is something the Earthlings can relate to." Yes. Flying, we've done our research. They are into Spider Man. This will get their attention. You know? Now we do have a question from the chat. Uh, what do you guys make of Bob Lazar? Who? I'm assuming you know who that is, Flack. Uh, oh, yeah. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, he was the guy who claims to have formerly worked at Area 51. Is that right? Am I getting that right? Yeah, and yeah. he came out, you know, he um, basically produced drawings and models and all this stuff. And Bob Lazar, uh, there's a great documentary that's uh, not too old, maybe five years old, something yeah. like that, about Bob Lazar. It's really good if you want to kind of get the whole, you know, general idea of who he is and stuff. Um, I, The problem with Bob Lazar is the same, that's the, the same problem like with, um, uh, what's his name, the... Uh, uh, Ed Walters, the guy from the Gulf Breeze UFO sightings, which is, they are believable, but then they say things that are proven to be unbelievable yeah. uh, or not true. And so, like, Ed Walters, um, you know, said, I saw this UFO, I saw this stuff, and other people saw it. There were hundreds of people out there. But then later, he produces more detailed photos of the UFO and then when he moved out of his house, the new people that moved in found a model that looked just like that UFO yeah. that had been mm -hmm. hidden in his attic and left behind. So, yeah. yeah. And so that's the same thing with Bob Lazar. I mean, he seems, when you watch him, he seems like a legit guy. He's, you know, seems on the level, but there are certain things. I think there were some things about his college education where he said, I graduated with this degree and then go back and they go, no, he didn't. He, he never, he didn't go to that school. And so, when you start getting caught in the little things, it makes it harder to believe uh, the bigger things. Also, I would say the other evidence that he's not telling the truth is that no one has shot him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I think that's, no, I think you disappear when you, you know, say that you want to go on live TV and talk about stuff like that. I think they have ways of convincing you. And, and I will say this, um, I, I, I can't say that this is why I wanted to get a job for the FAA, but I will say when I did get a job for the FAA, I secretly thought, man, I hope there's some UFO servers. I hope there's some information that we've been gathering on UFOs that I'm going to be, that they're going to let a, a tech support guy make it 10 bucks an hour have access to. <laughs> of course, if you'd found and, uh, it, yeah, let you'd you be in shot. on this one, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be dead already too uh, there, Rob. Well, that's what, hold on. What? Oh. Oh, sorry. I got Bob Lazar in my closet. Oh, yeah. Over here. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that's the only thing is that uh, I, I want to believe him. And, he, and his stuff is so detailed. And he talks about the anti-gravity stuff. And, and he's got really good information. But he's been caught in so many other things that aren't true that it just makes you wonder, you know, if he, if he will tell fibs about the little stuff, what do you tell fibs about the big stuff? Very good. So in conclusion, the strangest thing you ever saw was a flying soup ad. <laughs> I just want to make sure we get that down before we let you go. Flying soup ad. Right, put flying that on the list, Boat. Campbell's, All right. Eat Campbell's soup. That is, uh, I mean, if there's two things aliens want you to know, it's to eat more soup. Brought to you by Spider-Man. <laughs> Thanks, Flack. We appreciate it. Jack Flack, Thank everybody. you, guys. Good luck with the new show. Thank you, Flack.
That was interesting, Boat. Hey, that shows you. Sometimes the strangest thing you ever saw could be the fakest thing you ever saw. You never know. So, Boat, why don't we, why don't we uh, take a quick break, let someone hop in, and we will be right back with more Conversations from the Dark Side. You are experiencing Conversations from the Dark Side. Hello, uh, Spartan. Tell us who Hello. are you and where are you coming from? I, uh, uh, my name is Spartan and I'm actually in the mountains of West Virginia. Mm. Wonderful. Spartan so. is a, is a oft present in the TeamSpeaker regular section of our Discord. He, in fact, I would say he's the King Dong of the TeamSpeaker regulars. <laughs> Uh, some uh, of you uh, might know Spartan as, as my good buddy Pat. We know Pat. Right. He's a good guy. And I've uh, known yeah. him for a long time. Now, I know Pat. I know you. And I know you've had all kinds of wacky, wacky experiences. I, I just I just sat there for a little bit trying to decide which one I wanted to bring up because, uh, you know, a lot of them you've even been involved in. So, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> so I, was, I was debating. But um, I'll just... I'll put myself under the bus on this one. Um, I grew up um, actually in the same uh, same town you guys you, you live in, and uh, the house I lived in uh, was originally it was it was built during uh, the railroad uh, when the railroad was being built. So it was a very old house, um, one of the first ones built in in, in the town, um, but. Uh, dealing with the railroad, but later it ended up becoming a funeral parlor in the front with a doctor's office in the back, which always concerned me that the doctor would also be associated with the funeral parlor because that didn't give you a lot of hope yeah. at that point. But you know, <laughs> good point. Just, you know, I just yeah. You eh, got a point there. Anyway, whatever the case. Um, so I didn't really pay any attention to that until I got older and had someone who actually remembered it an, an old friend of my grandfather's that came over to visit once and remembered when it was a funeral home and where we had our couch and you were looking at the television right where the television was was where they laid the caskets out and they had the viewings hmm. so the viewings were held in my living room uh <laughs> where, oh, my, where my t where my tv was <laughs> so um but when I was younger, and I'd say in my early teens, 
I loved to scare my brothers. I just it was just a great pastime of mine because the one nearest my age was jumpy anyway. So I was like, uh, and he was a few years older than I was, so he would go out on dates or work late, you know, in the evening or something sometimes, and he would come home. So if I was awake when he came home, I would all the lights would be out, of course. Uh, I would hide somewhere in the house. And when he would come by, I'd jump out and scare him. And then he would yell and hit me and I would yell and, you know, but still it was, it was fun. It was just the initial shock was great. And he wouldn't talk to me for a day or so. So one night I, uh, I was awake. I heard him come in. So I'm like, this is going to be great. Uh, my, uh, my bedroom was right at the top of the stairs and he had to pass my bedroom to get to his. So uh, I heard him come in one night and milling around downstairs. Uh, so I crawled out of my bed and I crawled across the floor and I got right inside my doorway and I, I counted, I knew how many steps there were in the staircase. So I was gonna count his steps cause it was an old wooden staircase. You could hear people come up and I was gonna wait until his head got about even with the top floor. And I was gonna just jump out and kind of like be face to face with him and scream, you know, not thinking that he could fall back down the stairs and kill himself. <laughs> yeah, that was just thinking about <laughs> that, that myself. Not, that wasn't at the time. That was not part of the plan. Uh, you know, it was just to, just to get a good scare. And uh, so I heard him walk down the hallway, and I heard him hit that that first step. And one of the steps was hollow. I don't know why, but it had a different sound than all the other ones did. Like had a crack in it or something. So you heard thump, thump, boom. You know, you hit the hollow step. You know, then you have to hit the landing, the thump couple steps on the landing and then one two blah and i just jump out and there's no one there oh. <laughs> i mean nothing not that's payback and, uh, for attempting to scare your brother down the stairs backwards that's what you yeah. get <laughs> yeah i guess so i'm just like well this isn't good and everybody in my family had always said they'd seen things in the house or heard things in the house or people were in the house. And I'd never encountered anything like that uh, until right then. And at that point, I was just like, mm, nope, there's somebody here other than me. Uh, and it was heavy footsteps, you know. And so I'd jump back in bed. And, of course, you know, you can't sleep then. So my back's pressed against the wall. And I'm, like, covered up. The covers are wrapped around me. And I'm just sitting there, staring at my door. And then later on, I hear a door close. And I hear thump, thump. Walk through the house. And you hear foot on the stairs. Boom, 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 boom. Coming up the stairs. And <laughs> it gets to the top. And I see a shadow. And I, I, I say, hey. And my brother sticks his head. And he goes, what are you still doing up? I'm like, oh, 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 oh no, nothing, never, never mind. I just can't sleep. <laughs> He's just like, all right, well it's late. You better get to bed. And I'm like, uh huh, you know. And at, you know, at that point I'm having like eleven or something, and I'm just like, ain't no sleep coming for me tonight. And uh, <laughs> but that was my first official one of of somebody else being in the house other than us other than the immediate family so <laughs> i love it i love it so what you're saying is the strangest thing you've ever seen is the thing you didn't see see <laughs> i guess yeah <laughs> i guess so but I love it. You, you know the sound i mean you know if, if, if somebody's tapping the you know knocking on your door you know there's somebody on the other side of it you just know there is that's great uh, that's great stuff man and and 
So uh, for that not to be there was, whew, yeah, I can imagine. Tough. What can you say to that one, Boat? That's some creepy stuff right there. Well, listen, that's, that's... Spartan, thanks for chiming in, my friend. We hope to no hear problem. from you again. Uh, I know you've got a million of them, uh, so <laughs> feel call back anytime. Thanks very much, man. Alrighty, thank you. Adios. All right, we Later. are going to uh, bring a new caller onto the stage. Uh, they're coming in hot and heavy. All right, and, and they got so. Hello, on. caller. What's your name and uh, where are you calling from? Hey, this is uh, TSI Matt. I'm calling from the great town of Hurricane. Yes, another local boy. Pretty, that... <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Much directly in between the two goofs on the screen. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Your Amigos <laughs> Studios Central. Goof three. Yeah. <laughs> I got. I don't and know any of your dong of the team speaker regulars. Oh, Thank you're you right. Much. I'm sorry. I forgot. You are. I'm just, but I, Pat's in there more, but you're still king. Now, <laughs> oh, okay. You know, I don't know a whole lot about your wacky antics or any stories like this, so I'm dying to hear what you've got for us tonight. What is the strangest thing you've ever seen? Well, it's not really seen. It's kind of more along the lines of Pat's. Okay. And actually, I thank you to Teresa. She's listening because she actually explained what it was at one point and you've actually heard this okay <laughs> um it happened on two separate occasions uh i'd be at home alone you know back when my one time was one of my early teens and then the, the second time was actually in the different house in young adult but um i'd be home in my room playing on computer, whatever. And I'd hear the door open, close. Uh, someone moved through the house, go into my parents' bedroom, shut the door. A few minutes later, door opens, hear it going out, door opens and closes, and that. And then a little bit later, my parents actually come home. <laughs> And this happened and, more than once. Yes. And Teresa actually explained that apparently my mom or my dad, probably my dad has some sort of a, a thing where, her, I forget what she called it, but effectively if you come home or uh, about a half hour or so before they arrive, they're essence arrives i guess <laughs> their essence mm. or something that... like that i forget exactly how she explained it but <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of weird so part of them gets there early yeah it's yeah. funny because i'm always about 20 minutes late and my essence shows up three hours later <laughs> That's my stupid essence. i'm still waiting on your essence to get here tonight. i know i know it's pathetic boat it's pathetic that is some crazy stuff. Now, just while yeah. you're on here, Matt, I'm going to put you on the sure. spot here. All What's, right. Now, that's some crazy stuff. But have you ever seen your travels? Have you ever There's visually... even a better one there, but I'll get to it in a There's minute. a better one. Well, that's what I wanted to hear. Go. Go ahead, man. <laughs> it didn't happen to me. Okay. Uh, but sort of the same thing. My sister was in her house at the time, and my baby niece was or young, probably, I don't know, two, three-year-old, whatever, 
was back in her room playing, and she heard their door, front door open. And she, of course, my sister was in the kitchen, and she heard someone go back into Manisa's bedroom and shut the door. Well, of course, she freaks out because she's there alone and runs back and can't open the door. So she calls in a panic, calls my dad. He drives over there and is able to just open the door, and Manisa's just in there playing. <laughs> like, nothing, nothing's going on. <laughs> That's, yeah, I can't explain that, but... That's... Yeah, that's weird stuff there. So yeah. basically, stay away from doors in, in either places you know or have relatives. That's what I get yeah, out of yeah. this. Crazy stuff. <laughs> Probably now, so. now, in your current abode, has anything happened to you, Matt? No. No. Thankfully, no. Um, now, I remember I, another I'm sure time... some things have happened to you in your current abode, but nothing paranormal, supernatural. <laughs> nothing paranormal, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No kidding, <laughs> Usually alcohol-related, but nothing, nothing paranormal. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> well, listen, Matt. Hey, I'm glad you got up enough jack to give us a ring. We appreciate it, my friend. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Hope, don't, be, don't be a stranger. Please, come back anytime. Thanks for coming around. With your crazy stories. All Adios. Right. <laughs> Boat, let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll get the next caller up, and we will be back in two shakes with more Conversations from the Dark Side. Shopping, dining, beautiful lakes and rivers, and a monster? Welcome to Braxton County, West Virginia. Centrally located, Braxton County, West Virginia is the ideal place to visit. Natural beauty and recreation abound with two beautiful lakes for easy kayaking and canoeing and many hiking trails. Did we mention the Flatwoods Monster? That's right. Visit Braxton County, West Virginia's Flatwoods Monster Museum and not only learn about the Flatwoods Monster, but walk in the same footsteps as the people who witnessed it. Nearly all of our attractions can be found within a few miles of Interstate 79. Visit us online at BraxtonWV.org. That's BraxtonWV.org. Braxton County, West Virginia. Center yourself here. It's the world's only Mothman Museum. The premier destination for Mothman fans. The Mothman Museum is the only place where you can see the largest collection of props and memorabilia from the Mothman Prophecies movie, and read rare historical documents from the Scarberry Mallet Mothman eyewitnesses themselves documenting what they experienced that fateful night on November 15, 1966. The museum is located right next to the Mothman statue on Main Street in Point Pleasant. You are experiencing Conversations from the Dark Side. Alright, we are back and ready to rock and roll. We've had some interesting stories so far. And we've got another person uh, queued up, ready to come in. And bam, right on time. Who is this and where are you calling from? This is Thubrant. Oh. And I have to say, I, I knew this show was, was starting, and 
I have a story, Aaron, that you are not privy of, but it very much involves your neighborhood. Well, my neighborhood, too. That's great. So you mm. live right across the street. <laughs> For those not in the know, uh, our neighborhood has an old section and a new section. And the old section is above everything else. Uh, and then you drive down a hill and it enters uh, a newer part of our, our development, which has actually got its own new addition on top of that. But when we were growing up, when I was a child, I was nine or 10 at the time, in the lower part of the development was a small forest. Aaron, do you remember that small forest? Oh, absolutely. Forest? I used to play it down there all the time. Right? Just that weird stretch of woods that was right between two houses. It was strange. Absolutely. Yeah, I know that it, one. it probably had about, what, 40 or 50 trees. It was like and it was uh, obviously, probably like a half acre or an acre, maybe. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it was... It was a planned forest because the trees were all pretty much in rows. Now, I didn't know this as a child, of course, but looking back on it, I believe that's what it was. And the uh, the trees <clears throat> always gathered a large amount of birds. And this was a big problem for the neighborhood because the birds were so loud that they would literally echo throughout the night. And the neighborhood tried many, many things to get rid of these birds. Aaron, do you remember them setting off fireworks and playing the loud music to try I, to scare the birds out? It's funny that you, when you mentioned that, I totally had forgotten about that. But yes, there were a ton of birds there. What do they expect? It's a crap load of trees. I mean, what else is going to happen? You know? Uh, but, this, but this is a, a almost supernatural amount of birds. Because in our development, uh, outside of this grove of trees, I mean... There are tons of trees. In West Virginia, there's trees everywhere, and this is no exception. But in this small grove of trees, a astronomical amount of birds would always gather, and they were incredibly loud. So, in my youth, those go grove of trees was somewhere we played. Okay? I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. You can build forts. Uh, great place for like a hide and seek, uh, and it, it's just dense enough to obscure your vision, but not so dense that you get lost in it. You can almost always, unless you're in the very middle, you can almost always see the way out looking in any direction. So we would play in that grove of trees, and the like I said, the birds were always a problem, always a massive amount of birds. And when I would play with other neighborhood kids my age, and this was probably in the 10 to 12 range of age, and we went to the middle of that forest, and we would uh, build little forts. And we found, I don't want to call it like a stick doll, but it was obviously a, a crafted shape. It's a Blair um, Witch kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I was well, thinking. But it was it was it was not made of of twigs. It was made of pine needles uh, because all the trees around it were were pine variety. And it was always odd to me that in the middle of this place, a this formed figure, 
and we we picked it up and, and we kind of laughed about it and one of the kids i was with actually destroyed it just ripped it up you know we had our laugh about it and so we went along our day played got called called home for dinner night fell and we we all went our separate ways and of course the birds were cackling and doing their normal things as they always did and we came back the next day or it might have been several days down the line it, it, it's a very hazy memory but we went back and we were playing our games not even thinking about the little figure that we found but there was another little figure the same kind of uh, uh, mixed weaves of pine needles and, and and sort of humanoid shape. It was more, it's just a, like a straight line with kind of things going off to the side. There was another one, and it was just slightly bigger than the one we had found before. And it, it was kind of eerie. Truth be told, what I believe this was was actually the nest of the birds from above portions of their nest would falter and fall down to the forest floor but when you saw it and you 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 would look at it it had such a human shape and a human figure that it almost seemed supernatural and it's something that always stuck in my mind that in this grove of trees that the birds were making little human figures maybe to try to drive us out of the neighborhood because they mm. clearly had a claim on the land. What? I always thought that was very interesting. I love that. So what you're, first of all, you're telling me that the, the man-shaped objects you found were just discarded parts of the nest that had to be shaped like a man? That's creepy. Well, looking, looking back, looking back <laughs> at the time, we were just like, Crap! Yeah, there's no this kidding. other thing again. Did you talk right? to mom about this? Absolutely. Your theory about the birds? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But it, it it definitely stuck in my head. And to go one step further, and this is completely separate from the the story, but we had one of the kids I played with was this super. <laughs> I don't want to say he was into death, right? But he was fascinated by the whole death thing. <laughs> because he would find dead animals. And he would demand that we had burials for them. And we would literally, we would put dead birds, mostly birds. I think there was a How many dead animals were we finding? I mean, oh, I probably we, found five dead buried, animals in my life. If we buried at least... A half a dozen birds. You didn't go to the dead bird, the dead bird forest boat. Holy days! So, you you had little burial ceremonies for these animals you would find. Well, he was obsessed with it. I not really my thing, right? I, I, I don't, hope not, especially back in there. But he would, anytime we he had an animal and it was dead, he would demand that we went and buried it properly. And his older brother, who would have been, uh, you know, 16 to our 12, would always tell him, you know, don't don't touch the bird. The birds could have diseases. And he would be just steadfast saying, no, we have to bury these birds. And it, not like he was possessed. I'm not saying that. 
but his conviction over this one crazy topic of burying these dead things that he found. Did he, did he give he a little also, eulogy when, he, when you buried the birds? Wondering. Was there a ceremony or was it just just a dig in a there hole? There was a ceremony of sorts, there but it wasn't anything like, Oh, the bird must be sent back to its nest. It was nothing like that. He was just, he was a very um, religious kid. Uh-huh. And, but he was the kind of religious kid that, that you can tell he's just trying to mimic what his parents felt or parents did. And I, although I did not know them, maybe they worked at a mortuary. Oh no, <laughs> no, but the, you know he made a ceremony of it. It wasn't that there was a uh, a built-in ceremony, but he made a ceremony of it. He would lower the box into the hole, and he would say, you know, I hope I I, I hope this bird lived well, or I I hope he he's at peace, that kind of thing. And then he would you know cover up the hole and we were never allowed although we had to be there there was two or three of us uh outside of him although we had to be here and witness all this he wouldn't he would never let us dig the hole he would never let us put the bird into the ground and he would never let us cover the bird back up and he would make little tombstones out of uh rocks and put them in a circle around the grave like a druid I was gonna say that sounds like a druid, but but they were they. I'm talking I'm talking pebbles. Like when a lawnmower ran over it, it would it would just scatter them everywhere. It's not a a sustained type of thing, you know. But obviously he was mimicking something he's been taught or been told. We're gonna get a call from another kid in the neighborhood who tells us that he used to walk into those woods and find creepy stone hinges that were arranged. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the other thing. Uh, he would never bury the birds uh, in that forest. He would always go behind his house across a creek and bury them in a separate area. That like was a just cemetery. a place to put in this, put in the bird, the the the, the body. Yeah. That. So, just to wrap up the the <laughs> the forest and the birds, <clears throat> this was as the development grew, right? Uh, the forest got removed they eventually took all of the trees down and, and and hauled them out of the development and now there are how where that little grove of trees sat and i've always been curious if we should go back there someday aaron and we'd be trespassing but i would love <laughs> to break see in the house if, <laughs> no 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 i would love to see if there's anything like that left or if it has appeared again to, you know, then then you've got something supernatural. If you go walking around that property and you still are finding those those needle uh, creations, then then you've got something. That's but something to keep in mind. That Maybe sounds like an ARD present special right there. <laughs> Listen, so just to summarize the Brent, the the strangest thing you ever saw were humanoid shaped birds. Uh, twig statues. Bird creations. Bird, sorry, that's better. Human shape. That bird is. I gotta say, you you're the king dong of the weirdest thing I've heard tonight. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks for chiming in, the Brent. An excellent job, my friend. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Adios. You know. I guess we I should talk a little bit about some of the strange things I've seen in my life. I've seen a couple weird things, Boat, over the years, mm -hmm. uh, my friend. 
you know, of course, there's my famous melting witch story. I would say, I mean, yeah. when push comes to shove, that's probably the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Was that right? That was what was the weirdest thing you've ever seen that wasn't chemically induced, though? You know, I will say I've seen some pretty weird things that were chemically induced. If I'm if I'm honest, uh, but all that said, uh, I've been in a lot of places. I, one of the things that pops into my head was we were doing a ghost investigation of a, a place called the Whiffle. Uh, general store, which is a mine store. Well, a company store. Yeah, the company store. You're familiar with it, aren't you? Yeah, it's a, I drive by a, it often. It's sort of, really? What are you doing out there? Whenever you go to Somersville, you got to drive oh, right by go. it. But anyhow, uh, we were doing a ghost investigation in there. We were in the claws of that place. And uh, we were, and I, of course, you know me. I was just screwing around. And the guy with us said, listen, if there's somebody in here, we want a sign. And at hmm. that point, the lights shut off, and a box whizzed off the shelf and hit the floor. Hand of God. Now, I, the lights were off, so I didn't see the box hit the floor. But unless the host that was with us was uh, a heck of a ambidextrous fellow, it, uh, it, it fell on its own. That was pretty creepy. I don't put much mm. faith in that sort of thing. But the, the, one of the stranger things I saw was the on the trip up to the store... Uh, they found they found marijuana growing in the staircase on the way down to the store. Well, that's not that strange. It I mean, was think about strange. where you are. It was the, no. The strange part was when I, the, one of the chicks in our tour group went over and got a pot and dug it up, took it home. <laughs> that was the strange part. <laughs> so when you were in the old Whipple Company store, I mean, do you think have you been on multiple tours? Maybe that's part of the act. You I've know, been in there it's once. The old... But I will say mm -hmm. one thing I learned is like I'm too big to be walking in the attic. I can tell you there, yeah, because I was afraid I would fall to the floor to my death. Didn't they? And I think that you might have told me this. Didn't they used? To, wasn't the funeral parlor in the attic? They had a bunch. Yeah. Well, uh, everything's been everywhere in that store, and so yeah. you've seen, we've seen a lot of weird stuff. Well, why don't we take a quick break? We'll see if we can get somebody in here. We will be back in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Until this, enjoy a little something about Point Pleasant, West Virginia. That's right, Jim. We're here on the grounds where the most recent Mothman sighting has occurred, and I gotta say, it's pretty creepy out here. It was last seen around Point Pleasant, West Virginia, terrorizing two elderly ladies. The poor old ladies were just trying to enjoy their bingo night when Mothman appeared out of nowhere. Oh, shit. Do not fear the Mothman. Please leave our windows and doors unlocked when you come to visit Point Pleasant, West Virginia. experiencing conversations from the dark side all right i think we have someone on the line boat hello caller what's your name and where are you calling from hey buds 
This is Frazzled One, and I'm calling from, well, a, a very, very dark region. An undisclosed location, eh, Fraz? Well, it's it, it's someplace I'd rather not be. <laughs> there you go. Well, listen, thanks for calling in tonight, my friend. We're looking forward to hearing your tale about the strangest thing you've ever seen. Well, there's so many different experiences, just oddball stuff that I'm I'm having trouble really choosing. Well, pick and a winner. You've been in, go up actually, the top you've three. been involved, and you've been involved in a few of them. Well, don't yeah, we don't want to get that out there. Pick a couple. Oh yeah, winners. we do. Okay, I'll start with something short. One time, I happened to be at our uh, esteemed uh, host's house visiting. I'm sitting, we get out of the car, I'm sitting there talking to him. I turn around for a second, I turn back, and he's gone. Hmm. Okay. You what remember happened? this one? No, what happened? Well, I'm looking around, and I'm just like, uh, where did you go? And I, I, I thought you'd been beamed up or something. You're talking I, about me? Just... Me? Is that yes! Right? Okay. So I disappeared? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about here. You disappear. Oh, you know the story. No, I don't. You just don't remember the story. Keep going. Tell us the rest of the story. Well, anyway, I'm looking around, and finally I figure out where Aaron had gone. Apparently he had, uh, and this, for me, was very bizarre, but I turned around, and he was at ground level. Apparently, falling through the floor is what you're saying. Apparently, there was a sinkhole or something in his front yard that he fell right into. <laughs> Listen, I know what you're talking about now, Spudhead. That's what the strange thing you ever saw. What happened here, folks? This is a tragedy, actually, Boat. I got a lawsuit well, in my you, hand you right pulled here. A, you pulled a disappearing act no. on me, dude. So I'm walking to take the Chudley there in the car, the Fraz, and we've got one of those manholes in the front yard. <laughs> And you know, it was a it West was a sinkhole. It was a gateway to the nether region. It was a gateway to my nether regions because I went groin deep into a manhole. <laughs> and let me tell you something, brother. I had a paranormal experience. I wondered if I was ever gonna walk, talk, or do anything else again with that region of my body. It was brutal <laughs> down there because some jerk had came around and taken the center part out of the manhole. You know what I'm talking about? They got like a yep. little hole. Well, I mm -hmm. went down the little hole. And I went groin deep into that sucker. It sucked, man. <laughs> of all the things to bring up, you spudhead, man, did that hurt? And did anyone help me? No. They cackled with the light at my pain. No, I, I helped you. I helped you get out of there. You laughed so hard. I, I you brought were you in back the road from on your back. I brought laughing. you back from the nether regions, dude. Yeah. Listen, that was brutal. That was so, so brutal. Come on, give us something else. What else do you got? Not that. A real, proper, strange thing you've seen. Man, that hurt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Real, proper, strange thing that I've seen. Yeah. Oh. Dude, I've been pondering this, and I seriously, I'm trying to think of something. I don't I don't know. Would, uh, would, would strange, flammable objects count? Absolutely. Is this the... Is this the tennis ball story again? Again? <laughs> this is a great story, Boat. Is that what you're talking about, Fred? That's exactly what I'm talking All right. about. You've got to tell this one because a lot of people I mean, are I've never, yeah, yeah. Here. This, is, this is a great story. 
Okay. It's it's not really the strangest thing, but I will say it was it it did it did freak me out at the time. Um basically uh I had uh back in my younger years and I, I could say this was probably ex youthful stupidity is what I'm calling it. Uh well, it was kind of into the scene, like, uh, not not really doing hacks or anything like that, but just just reading different things people would do, just this wacky stuff. And, BBS uh, hacker crack doc stuff. Yeah. Like the Anarchist, Anarchist cookbook. cookbook, yeah. Yes, thank you, Aaron. Uh, I, I came upon this one text file that was describing how to make something really cool with a tennis ball and some match heads. And I was like, huh. This this looks like this could be really awesome. Well, the the trick was to basically put uh, put like a slit in a tennis ball and then put a cross slit at a ninety degree angle to it. So you would open up a hole in the tennis ball and then you would cut off, uh, cut the ends off match heads, stuff this thing in the tennis ball. When you're done, you put a piece of duct tape on it and you throw it and it'll it'll shoot around like a rocket. And I was like, yeah, this sounds pretty cool. Well, <laughs> again, youthful stupidity. I decided to do this in my bedroom late one night. <laughs> uh, needless to say, I was doing this and I was using, uh, I think it was a file or something, screwdriver, to try and push the match heads. I think it was, you know, it was a pencil. We're using I, I don't even I don't even remember what it was, but I was just trying to pack them as tight as possible. Well, unfortunately, uh, what happens when you when match heads when they get packed tight and when you when they strike each other after a while, well, they'll all ignite. <laughs> well, I have never been more freaked out because I'm sitting here, I'm pushing a, pushing a match head in this tennis ball and the thing launches. And in about two seconds, it had flown around my room, hit every wall. I had posters on the wall of like cars and stuff. Every Everything that this thing touched, it decimated. It, <laughs> those, those posters, it's like if a match head hit it, it was like, poof, it's gone. So I lost all my posters. It was it throwing left... out match heads from the Picard. yes, and, and the thing is, it's it's almost like this thing is screaming around my room, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> I'm freaking out. The only thing I can think to do is grab my trash can, run into the bathroom, and start start trying to fill it up with water and put out all the little fires <laughs> popping up everywhere. <laughs> well. My mom catches this again. This was late, and she asked me what I'm doing, and I was like, I basically <laughs> told her, I was like, I can't talk now. I I gotta put the fire out. There's a, there's like a pause of about two seconds, and all of a sudden, what? She starts yelling for dad. Well, needless to say, after after this whole incident occurred, fire department came. I, I remember looking. In the morning, the the sun was just coming up. It was dawn, and two of the firemen took uh, took my smoldering mattress, where the tennis ball finally decided to land and had a large hole in it, out the front door and set it in the yard. And I was like, "Great." <laughs> no, now I'm gonna ask you, what did you tell the firemen and your mom and dad? Because you can't tell them the truth. We know that. 
So what baloney, what weapons-grade balonium did you come up with to tell them that what happened? Well, my mom had actually asked. She's like, were you smoking? And I was like, no. <laughs> I said, there was a box of matches sitting on my desk, and I bumped it, and then they just went everywhere. They just That's lit. the best you could come up with? Were they buying it? Oh, no. no. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Didn't you tell me that there were little tiny pinpoint burns all over the room where those match heads that came out and scorched everything? Yeah, remember that genius genius tablet that I had yeah. with the with the little puck on it that I used for a mouse for yeah. years. That that had little little di- like dimple marks in it from all the match heads all <laughs> over it. Listen. To this day, they 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 hired somebody to come in and clean oh, everything man. up, change the carpet and stuff. But to this day, there's there's kind of like a marble thing on the the windows here in the house. There's still a scorch mark on the one in my bedroom from where that happened. Listen. That they couldn't get out. That, that is a top show. I can imagine. You're, I'm going to say this is a qualifying story, Boat, because if you saw yes. this happen, this would be the strangest thing you've ever seen. So we can say, Chudley, as we take this to a close, the strangest thing you've ever seen was a flaming, fire-spewing tennis ball that destroyed your room. <laughs> yeah, and I would advise against this. One one lesson that I learned from this is if you're going to do anything, uh, anything with pyrotechnics, anything that could potentially uh, cause fire, do it outside. That is a, a wise life lesson from a man who's done a lot of crazy stuff over the years. And uh, just to close out here, next time I... I'll 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 get the details right, but next time I'll tell you what you don't want to do with electricity. <laughs> there you go, something to look forward to. Thank you very much, Frazzled One, for chiming in, and adios. Right. All right, we have another new caller online, right. and by Ooh. new caller, I mean a caller that's calling back for another story. What? You got that's a right, repeat Aaron. already? You got a repeat. Okay, who is it? Well, we're waiting on him to join the old call. There we go. All right. Welcome back, Brent. Oh, what? You know, I was thinking. I was sitting here. I was hearing all the other stories. The story I got before was from my childhood. Very, very young. 10, Uh 12 range. I have another one that that probably fits the category a little more sound when I was uh, 17, 18 year old. Something you do, because there's not a lot to do in West Virginia. So something that we uh, would do would go on random road trips. We would just pick a West Virginia hollow and just drive it. And my my friend uh, Rita would come with me on these. And we would go out Rita's random roads. And Rita's random roads... Would would wait often a minute, wait a she had a name for her gimmick? Yeah, Rita's Random Rose. Okay, well, there yeah. you go. So, on one of I, this is not something we did once or twice. I mean, we would have done this dozens of times. So we were very familiar with all of the the back roads of West Virginia in the area. And one time we we were out and we had dropped off some other people and we were wrapping up a night uh, of. of just hanging out and whatnot and she was like you know what i don't want to go home let's let's go and, and and 
just drive around. And, and this, just for clarification, uh, this was not such a romantic relationship. We were strictly friends, and we were both very happy with that. So I said, you know what, cool. Let's go read us ran random roads. Wh where do you want to go? So she just picked a direction, and we started driving off. And, and this was about 7, 7.30. Not too late, but not too early. And this was a summer day, so the, the, the sun was still in the air and giving off plenty of light. So we're driving, and we're driving, and we finally realize that we aren't just lost. We are ridiculously lost. We have went from wonderful pavement to pothole filled pavement to gravel and we are now on a dirt road in the west virginia hills that's the way the roads go in this state the further Absolutely. out you go the more horrible the roads get and it doesn't take long and i i my rule for randoms for rita's random roads is we never double back because all of west virginia roads eventually lead around and join up with themselves and you find familiar territory so by the time we realize we are really lost we're at like 9 30 10 o'clock at this point and rita says listen i know we're never supposed to double back but this is getting out of hand and i said rita trust me i i, I think i know where we're at i'm lying out my butt and i said but I am worried about one thing. She said, what's that? I said, we're almost out of gas. Oh. And her face just turned pale. And we're going out this dirt road. And we drive it and we get to a decision, left or right. And I said, which way you want to go? And she said, well, you're the one that knows where we're at. So pick a direction. I said, I think we want to turn right here. And we turn right, and the, the road goes from dirt to just, like, grass. It's no longer a road. <laughs> it's a path. And we're driving uh, uh, my old Taurus down this path. And she's finally like, listen, I'm done. Turn us around. We, we're we're going to die out here. And I was like, no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. We're fine. This well, this path was dirt for a reason. It was a driveway, and we come up on this house at 10 o'clock at night. There's a man standing out by a flaming trash barrel, <laughs> and we roll up on him, and his eyes just get as big as saucers, right, in our headlights. And you, you see him flick his wrist, and he's got a dog sitting there and the dog goes ballistic now from his perspective right this dude is miles and miles and miles in the west virginia hills not expecting anyone to roll up on him he's probably just as freaked out as we are but this dog charges us we're in the car <laughs> he charges the, the car wow the dog is coming at us and it's a big dog right things barking it is up its paws are up on the glass on the passenger side door i'm kicking the thing in reverse but i'm like man if i hurt this dog this dude's just gonna, gonna shoot and kill us and they're never gonna find our body so and he'll take your car 
<laughs> and, well, here's the crazy thing, right? You know how mostly when you get this far out, uh, the best you can hope for is most people are living in trailers. This dude didn't live in a trailer. He lived in a shack. And I, I don't mean to disparage. This is people live how they want to live. But this thing was dilapidated and scary. So this dog is up on the, the window. Rita is screaming at the top of her lungs. I'm throwing the car in reverse, but I don't want to swing around and hurt the dog. So I'm backing up slowly, and she goes over and grabs the wheel and twists the wheel. I'm trying to back straight back. She grabs the wheel and twists the wheel, and you, the, the dog jumps off of the, you know, it's up on the car, and it, it bounces back down. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, we gotta go. This guy's gonna kill us. She's we right. turn around. I I, I I peel out just far enough, and I'm looking behind us, and I swear to you, Aaron and, and John, this guy pulled a gun on us. I, I, this does not surprise well, me. Yeah. <laughs> I got to deliver pizza. I know how these people are. <laughs> so the dog is still going nuts, right? It's still chasing us in this road. We fly. Bam. We're down the road and we're traveling as fast as this dirt road will allow us to go. And it's, you know, we had the choice to turn left or right. Well, we just go straight because that's the, would have been the other choice at this point. And the dog is still following us. It <laughs> followed us, no kidding, no less than a mile down the road, barking and going ballistic. Because you can't go fast on these roads. They're little death traps as they are. They're little switchbacks. And we went off the dirt, but now we're, you know, on like a gravel crap road. Finally, the dog gives up, leaves us alone. We get back. And I swear to you, that is the very last time Rita ever went with me on Rita's random roads. Yeah. It must, it, it scared me. This was a horrible dating ploy, Brent. This would, this is, this is a horrible dating ploy. If this is what your plan was. <laughs> you know? I, I want to throw another dog one related in here since, uh, since I have the floor. Now this is recent time. This is in the past three or four years. I came home. Late at night, this was, uh, it would have been longer than that because I was still working at Dow. Uh, so this was probably eight or nine years ago. I worked crazy shifts, came at home all hours of the night. I, I'm coming off of getting paged out. It's probably 3, 3.30 in the morning. And I pull into my driveway and I'm just beat down, right? And I open the door and three massive dogs are walking towards me. It startled me so much that I closed the door and started the car back up so I could run. And these dogs come beside the car and they they cross over the road, uh, going up the road towards your house, Aaron, for those that are familiar. And I, I sat there until they are out of sight. But I swear to you, I have never seen dogs larger. These could have been wolves in Hurricane West Virginia, they were that big. And they were traveling in a pack. There was definitely three of them. I can't help but notice that you didn't give me a call to warn me of the killer wolves in the front yard, Brent. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, I was terrified. I don't get terrified of animals. I'm a big guy. I'm pretty confident that if I get attacked by a, a, a 60, 70-pound dog, 
if I fall on it, I'm going to win, right? That's my mentality. Uh, truth, or be it child. truth or not, be it truth or not, that's the way I, I rationalize things in my head. But these beasts, these masses of canine were so scary that I was going to run from my own home. Terrifying. One more story, and then I'll, I will yield the floor. Uh, another animal story. Where we live in West Virginia is, is fairly built up. Uh, you still have rabbits and squirrels and, and that sort of thing. And we, it is not out of the ordinary to see a random deer in our, in our neighborhood, you know, in this area. But I was driving around, <laughs> I was driving around with another one of my friends. And we, by the way, in West Virginia, just driving around is something you do. So there you go. He's right. So I'm driving around a neighborhood, uh, two neighborhoods over from where I live. And I, I, I am pulling around the corner. And this is a, a sort of a foresty neighborhood. You know, they they uh, respect the land sort of thing. They built their houses without with tearing down as few trees as possible. So it's not crazy to see a deer or two in this area. But I turn the corner and I promise you 100% if there weren't two dozen deer, then I don't know how to count. And they were some of the most densely packed animals I've ever seen in my entire life. And if anyone's ever seen a deer, when you, when you make a noise, when you startle, they all look. They look at where the noise is from. And so when they looked at me and caught their eyes in my headlights, it was like I was being stared daggers from a dozen different sources. It was the creepiest thing I've ever seen in wildlife. And they all just looked at me and they didn't panic and they didn't, they didn't scatter. They all just looked at me like I was on their turf. And if I didn't get the heck out of there, they were going to make me leave. It was one of those things. We stopped. Now, the road goes on around the corner. We didn't do that. We stopped. We backed up, turned around, and left the area. So many deer. It was a huge herd of deer. It was very awesome. That is, well, I will say, I can't confirm huge herds of deer. I've seen many of them back when I was delivering pizza. And they would take up entire fields, massive amounts of deer. Uh, scary amounts, actually. It was. It is It is bizarre how many come, live around here. Well, Brent, those were some creepy stories, especially the dog ones, uh, because that's always a fear of mine, uh, getting brutally mauled by three mystery wolves when I walk at the front door and take out the garbage at 1 a.m. <laughs> so that's all. I'll, now, every time I walk outside at night, I'll be looking around to see if, the, if it's a mastiff and it's two buddies coming to eat me. Thank you very they, much, they, Brent. They were the, they were absolutely hellhound size very good if uh you had to say if that. the original hellhound could split itself into three <laughs> individual dogs that's what passed my car that night oh my god by the way fyi I make luke call them heck hounds that's just me <laughs> thank you very much the brent have a good Later, evening guys. adios all right aaron we have uh we have a couple more callers on the line here we're gonna we'll take gonna... we'll take what two more let's go with two more okay who's next we got, uh, we got, uh, Matt, TSI Matt is back. He's what? back with more stories. Hey, guys. Oh, man. What's up, <laughs> TSI Matt? Back for more? What do you got? 
Yeah, well, I didn't get to the story. You cut me off before the story I was actually going to tell. That was oh. mostly boat. That was mostly boat. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry, man. I the disagree, but yours. okay. The floor is yours. Um, well, I mean, besides I'm sure you're the uh, by now. guy wearing the full fur coat in the pool, but yeah. Well, that is a good All one. Kidding. <laughs> All kidding aside. <laughs> um, yeah, when I was uh, probably six or seven, I was uh, playing in the front yard with my... Uh, and of course, that where my parents live is out in the country. So... And... Uh, up from where they live, just a little, just up the hill a little bit, is a, a graveyard. So anyway, uh, a friend of mine and I were sitting there playing in the front yard. I look over, and there's someone at the edge of a woods just standing there staring. And they're kind of pale. And you know, I you know, motion to my friend, and he looks over and sees it too. <laughs> and of course, we just get up and uh, go on, or yeah, kind of scared and run off. <laughs> so, you, did you ever see him again? No, that was the only time. So let me get this straight. Let me summarize. You're standing out. You're with your buddy. You look over and at yeah. the edge of a woods, yeah. a thin, pale man is standing yeah. quietly watching your every move. Pretty much, yeah. Did he move at all that you saw him? Nope. And how nope. close were you? Not that close. Probably 100 feet or so. Holy smokes. What do you think about was that he one? Was he pale all through and through or was just his skin pale? Was he wearing a suit? Was it Slender Man? I don't think it was Slender Man, but okay. just making sure. <laughs> very, very bizarre. Now, see, that's straight yeah. up creepy. It could have been Edgar yeah. Winter, as might be my guess. <laughs> that's just a, you never, you never. Know Random there. Edgar Winter sighting. Yeah, you know, the edge not, of a field in Hurricane West Virginia. He didn't see his guitar. He put his guitar down and take a break and look at the kids. That's what happened. <laughs> that is creepy, though. The old guy watching you from afar because you never know what that is yeah. is that yeah, just some yeah. guy that's come out of the woods taking a breath <laughs> is it a guy just looking at the children and thinking about his glory days as a kid is he some kind of weird predatory freak is he a monster yeah. who knows what he is he's a serial killer you never know exactly. and yeah. you've got to live with not knowing matt <laughs> true but, I mean, that was like 35 years ago, so... Well, listen. <laughs> man, I tell you what, if you walk out in your yard tomorrow night in the backyard or after you get off the phone here and you look over your fence and he's standing there, get back with us. <laughs> well, in the schoolyard? <laughs> yeah, that that would be double creepy. Super <laughs> creepy, man. You got, any, you got any more? Not off the top. Okay, man. Well, I, thought, that, I thought you were just going to fade away <laughs> thanks there, for, Thanks for calling back. That was super creepy. The strangest thing Matt ever saw appended, slender, creepy, pale guy leering yeah. from woods. That's much creepier yeah. in a boat. Yeah, well done. Is. Well done, Matt. Thanks for coming in, my friend. And now we move to Adios. our final. We might move to our final caller of the night. Um, All right, bring, bring him in. presently joining us. 
So, Aaron, uh, this as as we as we bring this episode to a close, first the inaugural episode of Conversations from the Dark Side has been everything you thought it would be. Well, it's been less. We haven't crashed or anything yet, so that's not bad. I, I agree. I we, agree. We didn't have to talk to each other for an hour. That's pretty good. So that yeah, is pretty good. I'm pretty happy with it. Well, that's great. So we bring on our final caller of the evening. The one, the only Spartan rejoins us. What? For more tales Hello. of daring do. We got a lot of reruns already. What's well, going on? What's going on, Sparty? You got another one? Yes. Well, I got I got two here. One I almost wasn't gonna tell ever. Period. No, no, mm. no. Let's let's go ahead and, and do that one. But before that, you know I love to talk, and I know you love to talk. And I remember one time that we were both speechless over something we saw. And we're the only two people that saw it. All right, remind me of what this was, because my memory's tapioca. <laughs> we were going on, you know, one of the things we used to call a run, where you just go out and randomly drive yes. around, kind of yeah. like what Brent was doing, because that yeah, was entertainment. Did, yeah, the run. When we, we were in high school. Run. Yeah. <clears throat> college. So we were driving, and, you know, because my grandfather was a constable, I know a lot of the back roads from you delivering pizza. You know a lot of the back roads. So we were driving out, I believe it was Turkey Creek. Yes. And we went so far out that we drove past the church. Yes. Cut through a piece of grass that just had tire tracks in it, down a hill uh, to a farm uh, that had the cows. And uh, we were our car was chased by a mom... Uh, who was, um, um, had, because it had a baby calf, or a calf around there somewhere, and we slowed down to look at the calf, and the mom uh, chased us. Do you remember that part? Oh, God. I, I do remember that, actually. Because we're like, hey, the baby cow, look, it's a little calf, look how cute. And how all of dumb a sudden, we were, by the way. We're idiots. Yeah, we were. So, but anyway, we followed that. And somehow, that road ended us up in tornado. Yeah, yeah. Which, there's no logical way those two towns and roads should ever attach close to each other. But remember we drove over that hill. As we're cresting that hill, we see that entire cemetery cloaked in red. Oh, yes. I do remember that. That red glow. Yes. And yes. we're laughing and talking, and the music's on. And we're like, ha, ha, it and then, you know, at that point, everything stops. And you're just like, what the hell? I was like, because I think you looked at me like, do you see this? Just, I think you were checking to make sure it just wasn't you. And I'm like, uh, I see something. I don't know what the hell it is. Because it was just a big red glow. And the closer we got to it, it ended up being a cemetery. And the cemetery, people had taken the time to go around and affix a a glass candlelight-ish lamp to every tombstone. Yeah. So I guess it's every... a memorial service or something. So they lit the candles and the red glass glowed. But since every single tombstone had one, it lit the entire dark. I mean, because it was dark up there. There were no other lights around. Yeah, that was weird. It was uh, that, that was whole cemetery is just glowing. Yeah, they, they, red. Every one of those, everyone, every grave had a red lantern affixed to it, for whatever reason. 
And it that was a creepy sight coming over the hill at a cemetery <laughs> to see. That that shut us both up, and that rarely ever happens. That's true. Uh. That is. Jeez, <laughs> so, I, I had forgotten all about that, Patty. That is that is creepy. What do you think of that? Book? that you ever heard of a of a anyone doing that at a cemetery or church putting candles on like that? Yeah, I mean, I think probably if it Not was everyone like, though. I mean, enough yeah, to that's you could a have, lot of work. That's, that's like you could have read like by it. at least of those things mm. out there. Yeah, it was bizarre. Mm. But it was all red. So just, just, and you're driving, and it's pitch black, dark, and your windows yeah, are down. It's a warm night, and just a mm. crest of hill when you're out in the middle of nowhere. Like I said, the last main event was a cow chasing you. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, and you right. cross this hill, and the whole hillside is just glowing red with lanterns and tombstones. It's just that's a weird shocking. One. That's a weird mm-hmm. one. That's a weird one. Spark. Okay. And this one, I don't think anyone's ever heard me tell. Um, and you and I have talked a lot about weird stuff. Um, this goes back to high school. I was dating a young lady. Um, uh, and we, uh, I was going over to her house and, uh, I was driving down the road to her house. She had a dirt, lived on a dirt road and I'm driving, listening to music, winds is down and just like there's somebody walking in the road like but not like in in the road like just close enough on the berm of the road to make you think you're gonna hit them you know just because it's real dark you just came up on them real quick and i'm like whoa i swerve out of the way and it was this old dude wearing almost like a a brown tweed suit and a hat and he was just old looking it's just weird just a weird dude you know and just be out walking at night on a dead-end road he had to be coming from her house i had no idea who he was so i go to the house and uh i'm talking with her and her grandma lived with him and her grandma was from uh trinidad if i'm not mistaken (coughs) and uh we were talking and i said oh by the way uh your your grandpa doesn't i mean is your grandpa here too mm-hmm. or something like that and she's like well, no no he, he passed away it's his grandma and i'm like um well that's um that's weird because there's this old dude walking on the road and I almost hit him and uh she's like oh there's nobody on the road there shouldn't be anybody walking around on the road i said well no there's somebody on the road almost almost hit him uh and she was like what he look like and I say it was an old dude in a tweed suit. She goes, was he wearing a hat? And I said, yeah. And she goes, you know, did he, you know, and, and she kind of described a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, kind of, kind of look like that. Why? And she says, are you an angry person? And I said, well, I mean, you know, I was a, probably a 16-year-old high school kid. So, yeah, I'd shoot for the, you know, why well, anger management issues, you know, at that age, you know, probably. And. And uh, I said, oh, yeah, I lose my temper every once in a while. Of course, the answer to that was yes, yes, yes. Um, and she said, in in my religion, uh, the body consists, I think she said like 13 spirits. And if you feed one too much or don't feed one enough, uh, if you don't feed it enough, it'll die. Um, but if you feed it too much, it becomes strong enough to live independently from you. And the old man represents anger. What religion is this? 
I think it was old lady I, in the woods religion. Well, no, I mean, she's like, from, man, she man. was she was from oh. uh, uh, Trinidad. I'd say oh, some Trinidad. type of I think yeah. I think it was some type of voodoo or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I and mean, that's that's jacked up. So you think you saw the ghost? Uh, you think no. you saw the incarnation of your own anger walking that's down right. the path? Yeah. And and one night I was working in Charleston at a club. And it just been a particularly crappy night, and I just just really mad, bent, almost kind of night you want to quit. You know, you're just fed up. It's it was tough, and I was going to the car, and I got in the car and I put it in reverse, and your you know your back brake lights light up, and I look in the rearview mirror and I see an old dude in a tweed suit walking behind me. Mm. You're still pissed off. And and well, You're then I was it was one of the mad, it's one of, one of the angriest I'd ever been. You know, at that point, and uh, he showed up again. Uh, I'd seen him two or three times, but only in points in my life when I really had like that, just that uncontrolled, you know, just anger management issue type things. But he pop up. But then you know, once you got something like that under control, I, you know, he he left and never came back. But but two or three times, it was always the same person. It was always strange places that I would see him just walking past this boom and then they're gone, you know, but, uh, but yeah, but the, the, she believed and she could name each one and describe what each one looked like and everything. But I mean, I guess there were love, anger, you know, just different, all sorts of different ones. But, uh, you know, for I'll... some reason that just struck, you know, that just stuck with me. And so, yeah, a couple of times I, I had seen that. I will say this in closing Spartan, because I know oh, you, I know you and your wife very well. If you had an old guy in a tweed suit running around occasionally when you were mad, then your wife having to put up with you must have an army of old men that surround <laughs> her all the time, like a fleet of old men, because you'd make her insane. So <laughs> I'd have to ask her. Yeah, but, uh, you better be nice about it. So, so anyway, for what it's worth. That was a old one from. That from, is you know, that's good stuff. Well, it's Fifteen or sixteen, so good stuff, Spartan. Go. Thank you very much for sharing with us, and we hope you'll be back uh, for the next episode. Thank you very Wouldn't much. Wouldn't miss it. Wouldn't miss it. Thank you, man. Adios. All right. Take care, man. Bye, Pat. Time to take this thing to the house, uh, Boaster. Uh, listen, right. everyone. Uh, we appreciate everyone participating, and feel free. We'll be back same bat time next Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, all through the month of October. And we will announce the next topic on Discord and Twitter. Uh, Boat, any parting thoughts on this one? Thank you all so much for coming out and uh, joining us on this this first episode. We weren't sure how many people we would get, but I, I feel like this is a good first start. And I look forward to uh, our next episode. Yes. Thanks for showing up, everyone. And have a good weekend. Adios, everybody. You have just experienced conversations from the dark side. Until next week, try to enjoy the daylight.